that was the best intro ever. We're very giggly too. Yeah, just a couple of creepy cows that love creepy things. I made an inappropriate joke to breathe before we started. <laughs> and plus, I had popcorn. <laughs> I'm just getting stuck in the back of my throat. We're eating popcorn because we're not watching a movie, but we're talking about a movie today. Yeah, so <laughs> that's why I was laughing when you were like, hello, because I was like, hello. <laughs> Yeah, and, and I feel like our last few episodes we've been eating, which mm-hmm. it's quarantine. I mean, it's my life though, right? I love food. No shame in my game. Give me food, and we're best friends, right? Feed me tacos and tell me I'm pretty all the time. Okay, I got a joke for you. I'm ready. Um, so what do you call a cleaning skeleton? I don't know what. <laughs> the Grim Sweeper. <laughs> <laughs> These jokes get better and better. I have a really good one. Okay, do it. I mean, I don't know if it beats the one from the other episode before this, but... I don't know. It I might. mean, this one's pretty good, though. Uh-huh. Okay. Who are some of the werewolves cousins? I don't know. Who? <laughs> the what wolves and the when wolves. <laughs> Maybe the why wolves. The why wolves. I have lots of questions for the why wolves. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> who what when where why (laughs) we're sleep deprived yeah we're eating popcorn because not only we're talking about a movie but Mm -hmm. we're watching the real life movie that's happening in the united states right now i know (laughs) we're recording this i hope you guys are all enjoying it just as much as we are right we're recording this episode on friday october 2nd Mm -hmm. our listeners in the united states will know the significance of what's happening today Or what happened last night. Last night. As I texted you. And is unfolding today. (laughs) To which I went, no way. That's not real. And then it started popping up on my phone with little news alerts. And went, Mm -hmm. oh shit, it's real. (laughs) It's happening. It's happening. But anyway, should we get into our booze news? Yes. Booze news. Booze news. Okay. So, because it is Ghost-O-Ween or Ghost-Tober on Travel Channel... Paranormal sightings are on the rise, and we need these guys more now than ever. Jason Hawes, Steve Gonzalez, and Dave Tango, the paranormal investigators responsible for igniting the ghost hunting phenomenon, are back this Ghost-tober with all new episodes of the hit travel channel series, Ghost Nation. Oh, yeah. I never watched Ghost Nation. Neither did I. Um... But, but it's a hit, apparently. Apparently, and apparently these guys are like the OGs. But do they wander around with a gas mask? Because if so... No, then they're not the OGs. I'm no, sorry. then I don't need you. Um, so anyway, <laughs> it's premiering on Saturday, October 17th. Excellent. At 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I feel like we need to get drunk and watch one of these ghost hunting shows. Oh, dude, so you can just watch me yelling? <laughs> I mean, I'll probably do it with you. Hey, maybe when we record the Drunk Halloween History, mm-hmm. maybe we'll uh, gear up. We'll pregame it and watch those. <gasps> oh, and then can we go live? That would be really funny. Oh my god, we have to. <laughs> oh man. I say as I'm chewing more popcorn. I'm so ready for this. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then also this fall, beheaded beasts, blood gushing villains, 14 foot aliens, and oh, the yeah. world's most beloved blockbuster heroes will converge on La- in Los Angeles for an immersive entertainment experience. Oh. So... Icons of Darkness is going to be premiering at the Montalban in partnership with TV actor, writer, producer, and director Richard Corell. Oh. 
So one of the most extensive privately owned collections of its kind, uh, IOD, will offer cinematic buffs, sci-fi fans, cosplay enthusiasts, and horror aficionados. Horror. Horror aficionados. A walking tour of props, artifacts, and memorabilia from movies spanning almost 100 years of Hollywood history. Ooh. Yeah. That actually looks pretty cool. We should try to go. Um, I'm in for this. Yeah, so hundreds of films will be represented, including Frankenstein, The Exorcist, Star Wars, Iron Man, Jurassic Park, Spider-Man, Joker, and Harry Potter. Harry Potter? Uh Uh-huh. Oh. That's just kind of like randomly slid in there. I know, and Harry Potter. And Harry Potter After we named all of these other really... Oh, well, I mean, they're not all scary. Never mind. I don't know what I'm thinking. I mean, dinosaurs are scary. Sort of. Darth Vader's scary. Kind of. Tom Holland in latex is scary. <laughs> right? <laughs> Not really. No? Oh. <laughs> Scares me because he looks like he's 12. <laughs> well, I mean, you're not wrong there. <laughs> but that's funny. I'm, now I'm going to, like, watch Spider-Man and have very different thoughts. Except for the part <laughs> in Endgame. Well, Endgame, but also Infinity War, where he's like, Mr. Stark, I don't feel so good. And then he disappears. And then when he comes back during the battle in Endgame, and he's like, Mr. Stark, we won. And then Tony dies. That killed me. So many tears in that movie. And if you haven't seen Endgame, and we just told you the ending, that it's your fault. Iron Man dies. You have had... Plenty of time. More than a year to see it. You've had a year and a half. So don't get mad. Nope. You've had plenty of time to see it. You had a year and a half to watch it. It's on Disney Plus. Uh-huh. It's get your life together. Re- rentable at Redbox. Watch it. <laughs> Cry. <laughs> Have a bottle of wine, eat hog and dogs, and but get over it. But those of you who gave it away before everybody uh, saw it, y- you're wrong. I took a day off of work to go see it. I did not, but I did go see it right after work. I, I legit took a vacation day to go see it. <laughs> that was smart. Because I had to. Mm-hmm. I was so like, Infinity War just destroyed me. Yep. I don't we know have what to happens. see what happens next. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. Yeah. Well, uh, the new trailer is out now for the new The Witches coming to HBO Max October 22nd. Finally, some good damn news this year. I know. Screenplay uh, was written by Robert Zemeckis. Oh, yay. Guillermo del Toro. Oh, yay. And, uh, and Kenya Barnes. And it's directed by Robert Zemeckis. Is it Barnes or Barris? Oh, Barris. <laughs> I was like, I know I can't see. Uh, yeah, apparently I have great eyesight. Kenya Barris, I'm so sorry. Hey, it's that point of the night where my contacts are starting to be like, <laughs> yeah. take us the hell That's out. That's I'm like, let me squint. I know, I'm like <laughs> moving my laptop so I can read. <laughs> anyway, I'm so sorry. Written by Kenya Barris. Uh, directed by Robert Zemeckis. And it's starring Anne Hathaway, Octavia Spencer, uh, Stanley Tucci, <gasps> Chris Rock, who is the narrator, and introducing uh, Jazir Bruno, who plays oh. the little boy. You mean Andy and uh, Nigel are reunited yep. for the first time since Devil Wears Prada? Yep. This is even more exciting. I know. I love Stanley Tucci. Wake up, Six. <laughs> I really uh, miss his extraordinarily uh, big teeth in Hunger Games. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
I just couldn't stop staring. Nope. Um, <laughs> anyway, so continuing on some great organizations to follow and also kind of um, continuing to celebrate the um, National Hispanic Heritage Month, um, I would like to talk about United We Dream. Um, and so, so when you're undocumented, you face a lot of discrimination and that creates a lot of fear obviously because in this great country we live in we don't really treat people very well sometimes we're not very nice <laughs> yeah so at united uh, we dream they transform that fear into finding your voice they empower people to develop their leadership their organizing skills and to develop their um to develop campaigns to fight for justice and dignity for immigrants and all people um this is achieved through uh immigrant youth-led campaigns at the local state and federal level so it's really really great they're Mm -hmm. pushing all the boundaries (laughs) and they're um they're actually united we dream is the largest immigrant youth-led community in the country And they create welcoming spaces for young people, regardless of immigration status, to support, engage, and empower them to uh, make their voice heard and and win. Um, They have an online reach of over 4 million, and uh, they are made up of over 400,000 members, as well as five statewide branches and over 100 local groups across 28 states. Uh, over 60% of our members, or of, of our members, of their members, are women, and 20% identify as LGBTQAI+. Because they didn't put that there, but I did. I'm adding it in. Um, Nailed it. <laughs> um, we, they're, basically, like, it, they're, it, it's ba- basically made up of all youth, and they are, you know, just trying to fight and improve their lives for their families and also for their communities. Um, and pretty much their vision is a society which celebrates their diversity and believe uh, in leading a multi-ethnic intersectional path to get there. So they are doing some great things, especially right now with this political season that we are in. And it had to be during our spooky season, which sucks of course (laughs) overshadowing our spooky season i don't like it (laughs) Mm -mm. um but it's great because they're putting you know the youth in into the driver's seat and you know basically asking them to strategize innovate and really fight and you know get some great things passed for for them you know for their families and and in general just for the world really the so they're doing some really really good things so they have a lot of petitions right now that need signing so please check them out um they have a facebook they're on instagram and of course they have a website so please go and check out united we dream for the dreamers yes i just like that so today as you could tell we were eating popcorn because movie movie review and we watch the devil all the time so unsettling i just want to say the devil all the time you did the right accent for it did you like that it was good that was really good thank you i tried you did good i did fail as an actress though (laughs) um (laughs) so the devil all the time 
is a psychological thriller that examines themes of evil, religion, and the abuse of power in rural small town America. It is actually based on the novel by the same name by Donald Ray uh, Pollock, who also serves as the film's narrator. I kind of want to read it. I do too, but then I also feel like there's going to be more uncomfortable things that I don't want to hear. Oh, you know what? Valid point. It's probably gonna be even <laughs> more I unsettling. Mean, I'm sure it's a great book. Um, but yeah, but we'll get into that a little bit deeper. Unsettling. Yeah, so it was uh, directed by Antonio Campos and uh, it was produced by Jake Gyllenhaal, Reva Marker, Randall... Uh, poster poster and max porn and as we said before and then um donald ray pollock was the narrator which is really cool mm-hmm. and for cast we have uh tom holland as arvin eugene russell arvin he, he actually was really really he was yeah. he did much better than i thought he was going to yeah me too <laughs> really really good and then we have michael banks rapetta I, I hope I get through these names today. Um, and he plays the little Arvin. <laughs> and then Bill Skarsgård, our little... Pennywise! Our Pennywise, he plays Willard Russell, who is um, Arvin's father. And then good old Robert Pattinson, he plays Reverend Preston Teagarden. Also really, really good. Yeah. And then the very handsome Sebastian Stan, who plays Sheriff Leave uh, Broaddecker. Bucky Barnes. Or Bo Decker. I said that wrong. <laughs> there was no R there. <laughs> time to take the contacts out. <laughs> it's time. And then uh, Riley Keough uh, plays Sandy Henderson. Uh, Jason Clark plays Carl Henderson. So creepy. Um, <laughs> Eliza Scanlon, uh, who plays Lenora Lafferty. And then... Uh, oh, Scroll down, sorry. And then Ever Eloise Landrum plays the young Lenora Lafferty. And then Haley Bennett plays Charlotte Russell. Uh, Mia Wasikowska. She has such a cool last name. I know. I just want to say it again. Mia Wasikowska. Wasikowska. <laughs> plays uh, Helen Hatton Lafferty. And then H- Harry Melling plays Roy Lafferty. <laughs> Pokey Lafarge <laughs> plays Theodore. Pokey. That's the greatest name ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Douglas Hodge as Leroy Brown. Kristen Griffith as Emma Russell. I, I loved her as the grandmother. By I the did way. too. She was I just great. wanted to point that out. And then we have uh, David uh, Atkinson as Uncle Erskel. Good old Uncle Erskel. What a unique name. I know. I like that one. And then Drew Starkey as Tommy Matson, and he was he was really mean. And then Teddy Cole as the hippie, the random hippie. I like that. Who did you play? I played the. I hippie. played the hippie. It's on my SAG card. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Uh, <laughs> so um, let's let's get into this let's dark talk about story. The movie. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> spoilers for those who haven't watched it spoilers ahead we're yes. gonna tell you the plot because um, we always do who lives who dies who tells your story hamilton reference <laughs> um 
So we start at the beginning of the film with Willard Russell and we're seeing his journey coming home from war, but actually cuts to his stint in World War II when he was deployed to Solomon Islands. So while he's there, he sees a gunnery sergeant uh, named Miller Jones, who is very brutally skinned and crucified that was on really a cross. Hard to see. It was rough. Yeah. Uh, before we go any further, we should probably warn everybody. This is a rough movie. Mm-hmm. Like the subject matter is rough. It's violent. It's bloody. It's it's rough and unsettling. Yeah. Um. So this is like our our entryway into what's to come in this film. So when Willard sees this poor soldier who's still alive, even after he's been skinned and crucified, he shoots <sighs> him in the head to uh, end his suffering. Honestly, I thought, I think I would have done the same thing. Yeah. It'd be hard, but I mean. I don't I, know. Like, I don't know if I could watch somebody suffer like that. I, I, I don't know if I could suffer, if I could watch somebody suffer, but I, I don't know what I would do in that situation. Like, I truthfully don't know. I, I hope, I hope I mean, to I God that I never like, am. I felt like he was like, asking he was for them to do that he but, was but anyway continue. it would be Sorry. like <laughs> no 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 you're good i i don't know what i would do in that situation it's it's i, I mean when God, i saw I the way that out. he was and they pretty much had him like kind of hanging up there mm-hmm. I, yeah i think i would have done the same thing it's rough yeah um so this kind of starts willard's obsession his lifelong obsession with these various religious motifs which we see a little bit more throughout the film so, while this is happening, we then cut back to Willard being on the bus heading home from war. And on his way to his home in Coal Creek, West Virginia, uh, Willard passes through Mead, Ohio, where he meets a lovely waitress by the name of Charlotte Russell. So cute. While he's in a diner. So cute. So, he falls in love with her, comes back, and they end up getting married. And they move to Knock'em Stiff, Ohio. <laughs> the names crack me up. Right? And I had to look this up. I'm like, is this a real place? It is. Is it really? It is. Oh, Jesus. The author is um, actually from there. <laughs> Where are you from? Knock'em Stiff. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pull it up on a map for you as you if, continue. If we have listeners in Ohio, I hope that at least one of you lives in Knock'em Stiff, just so that you can say that. Um, so they get married and they have a child named Arvin. And then we cut to... So this the way that the story is laid out, it's cut into little side vignettes. And all of these characters' lives are intertwined in the end. So um, after that, we cut to another story where it's now 1950 and Helen Hatton marries disturbingly charismatic evangelical pre- preacher Roy Lafferty. Oh my god. Who so that actor was Dudley Dursley from the Harry Potter movies. Oh, was he? Yeah, it's Dudley. As ah. gr- grown up and slim down Dudley. Wow. Yeah. Um okay, I didn't didn't you know, didn't even put that together. Yeah, so Willard's Willard's mom actually attempts to set him up in church with Helen, but there was just no chemistry. So then Helen falls in love with super charismatic preacher Roy Lafferty, um, and then as he preaches, he this is this part freaked me the hell out. Oh, you know I freaked out. Um, and while he's preaching, he opens up a jar. And pour spiders all over his head to demonstrate his faith that God will protect him and stop the spiders from biting him. Huh. Mm-hmm. Funny. 
Yeah, so creepy. So Helen and Roy marry, and they have a child na- named Lenora. So un- uh, sadly, Roy is bitten. Shocker, didn't see that one coming. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, Roy is bitten by a spider on his face, and he has a severe allergic reaction, and he actually goes and hides in a closet for a month. Like with and and Helen so tri- gross, so gross. Helen tries to leave him food and water. He doesn't really eat, but he has this awful reaction, and he completely loses his grip on reality. So big time, yeah. So then Roy ends up believing that he has the ability to resurrect the dead, as one does after being bit by a spider and starving themselves in a closet for a month. Um, <laughs> f- fucking people, man. <laughs> So I needed blue for this while watching this movie. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I want to say. I'm not going to say it. Though. She just sends me the abbreviation now. WPS. <laughs> um, so now that he has this newfound ability to resurrect the dead, or so he believes, he takes his lovely wife, Helen, out into the middle of the woods and stabs her in the neck with a screwdriver and kills her. So lovely. Yep. And after he does that, he attempts to resurrect her, and shocker, she doesn't come back to life. She's dead. I'm like, did you not just see where you stabbed her? Well, <laughs> but the Lord told him that he could resurrect people, so mm. here we are. Mm. So anyway, he flees, realizing what he's done. Um, he ends up trying to go back to retrieve his daughter, Lenora, but... As he hitchhikes, we end up meeting other characters from another side story arc to tie back into the main story. We meet Carl and Sandy Henderson, who are serial killers. And if you don't listen to other true crime podcasts, one, you should get on it. But two, never hitchhike. Yeah. Ever. Never, ever, ever, ever. Rule number one. No. Or if you've never seen the movie The Hitcher. Or what was the other uh, uh, creep show two? Wasn't that that one with the hitchhiker and creep show too? Oh, yep. 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 Uh, don't Can do I it. Can get a ride, lady? Yeah, please don't. It's a bad idea. Um, so, Carl and Sandy have a very specific fetish before they kill people. Um, it involves pull, Carl pulling a gun on the hitchhikers that they've abducted and forcing them to have sex with his wife, Sandy, while Carl takes photographs. And then Carl murders them very brutally. In some instances, castrating them. It's awful. So, Carl murders Roy after he's picked up. It's you know what I I like while Roy was absolutely crazy. I felt really bad because he's like my daughter. You didn't ask me my daughter's name. He's like her name's Lenora, and then he shoots him in the head, and I'm like, oh my god, in the eye more specifically. Oh yeah, in the eye, like rough, 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 rough. So. We cut back to our main characters now. It's 1957. Charlotte, who is the wife of Willard that he met in and, and lived with in Knock'em Stiff, Ohio. And I, I looked up the map for you. Oh, you did? Where it, is it? It's in the middle of a bunch of green stuff. I don't know what that is. <laughs> Hold on, I'm zooming out. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it is a very, very close to... Um, where is it? Columbus. It's kind of in the middle of Columbus and Cincinnati. And like Dayton is real nearby, but it's, oh, I it's, have friends that live in Dayton. But it's like very in the middle of nowhere. I'm gonna text message oh, Chelsea and ask. Oh, actually, it's closer to Portsmouth, Ohio. 
kind of a. I knew big of area. Portsmouth, New Hampshire, but I didn't know of Portsmouth, Ohio. Oh, you know what? Maybe that's what I was thinking. <laughs> Geography is not our strong suit. Never mind. I mean, but also, I know nothing about Ohio. No, I know where Dayton is. Yeah. But that's it. And I, yeah. That's about it. Yep. Um, so anyway. Yep. So we cut to, we cut back to Knock'em Stiff, Ohio. It's 1957. Charlotte has cancer. This is the part where I almost turned off the damn movie. And I knew it. I was so angry. Um, so Willard believes that if he prays, and, and keep in mind, Willard did see the soldier during World War II crucified, thus, and, you know, going to church and, and being a very faithful person. He's got this really strong uh, faith connection and believes that if he pays pays what sorry praise long enough and hard enough to god and kneeling before a rustic cross that he put together in the woods behind his house that it will heal charlotte of her cancer um yeah no so this is where i almost turned off the movie he believes that he needs to sacrifice something to spare his wife so he kills arvin's dog and crucifies the dog no i was so angry why would you do that you know what i need to do i just need to i need to stop watching movies first i need to look up if the dog dies and then i will decide to watch it or not watch it but i'm tired of seeing dogs get killed (laughs) because i'm sorry and if you're that faithful like dog was created in god's image and if you don't believe that look at the damn spelling of the word dog it's god backwards come on (laughs) oh my gosh leave the damn dog alone they're like the most precious and sweet creatures on the face of the planet except for peanut she hates everything except us that's about (laughs) it so obviously doesn't work and charlotte dies so in his grief willard then elects to take his own life so poor arvin is is now an orphan and then we're introduced to another character with another side story it's corrupt sheriff lee bodecker oh boy and so lee takes him to live with emma who is his grandmother at his new home and arvin meets his new adopted stepsister lenora russell who is also now an orphan Um, because she was the daughter of Roy and Helen and obviously they were both murdered so we fast forward again and it's 1965 Arvin's now a teenager and we see him at a breakfast table with his family and his you know younger stepsister but for all intents and purposes it's his sister they're as close as two any two biological siblings could be so Arvin is then given his father's Luger pistol by his grandfather and he and Lenora, you know, go to school together. Um, Arvin protects her from bullies. And he goes so far as to accompany her to the church cemetery every single day to visit her mother's grave so that she can visit her and pray. It's very nice. And it broke my heart to see that poor Lenora still hopes that she still holds out hope that her father's going to come and retrieve her someday, having no knowledge of the fact that he's dead. Mm. it's heartbreaking oh so sad yeah so during this time the church then uh welcomes a new preacher his name's reverend preston teagarden what a name preston teagarden so reverend teagarden mm -hmm. and 
It was so sad. So there, there's a scene in the film when the whole congregation comes together. Everybody makes food and does this big meet and greet potluck for the new pastor. And uh, Pastor Teagarden or Reverend Teagarden then talk shit about the dish that Emma brought. Because she brought chicken livers. And I I mean... I'm I, not going to eat those. No, but even before even before I became a vegan, I never ate chicken livers because I can't get past what your liver's function is in your body. Ugh. And I can't, like, I couldn't do it. So gross. Um, but... That being said, there's a lot of people that like them. Like, Jared loves the hell out of them. Like, they're the German restaurant in Anaheim that I was telling you about mm-hmm. that's amazing. They have chicken livers that he absolutely loves and he gets it every time. Not my thing. Not my thing either. However, don't be rude and don't trash somebody's dish that they brought you in front of the entire congregation. Like, <laughs> so we already know that this guy is not a nice person. So... We go forward a couple of days and poor Lenora is just being bullied to hell. And at one point, Arvin, who is taught by his father at a young age to get vengeance on people that yep. mock and ridicule you, drops Lenora off at the church graveyard to be with her mother and, and pray. And then he goes and beats the living hell out of the three bullies that have been bothering poor Lenora. So while he's out being busy beating people up um lenora then gets caught in a freak rainstorm and she goes inside and has a little alone time with reverend preston tea garden mm. and they take a drive somewhere and he manipulates her into believing that the lord wants her to give herself to him as the reverend gross so they do and they continue on this and 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 after um arvin comes to pick her up she says oh no you can just you can drop me off here you don't have to come with me anymore i'm like poor sweet angel baby yeah um so they form a relationship and she ends up becoming pregnant as a result of their activities and when she tells preston this he completely acts like he has no idea what's going on he insists that the child isn't his he didn't do it like and just completely plays dumb and she's like bro were you not what (laughs) you were there also but like also makes her feel like like what she did uh, like was a sin he slut shames her yeah like he totally slut shames her i was like oh man if i could reach through this damn screen i know so (laughs) If she didn't want to bring shame on her on her family and feeling so incredibly lost, she attempts to take her own life in the family's barn. But then as she is standing on this pail with the rope around her neck, she starts to have second thoughts and thinks, you know what, maybe I won't do this. And then as she's attempting to step down, she accidentally kicks the bucket out from underneath her and ends up taking her own life. Uh, yeah it's really so sad. sad and then when arvin comes home from church he finds her i was so sad i was heartbreaking um so then arvin finds out that when lenora died she was pregnant and he suspects that preston t garden was the father so he follows preston around and sees him doing the same thing to another girl so arvin confronts preston at the church and 
conf- and he says, you know, do you have some time for a sinner? Turns out that's not the sinner he was referring to. <laughs> um, so he confronts him and then ends up killing Preston Teagarden with the gun that he was given that belonged to his father. And then Arvin goes on the lamb, takes best. off. So Arvin then hitchhikes and what's the rule? Don't hitchhike. Um, and then he is picked up by none other than Carl and Sandy. Oh, man. Right? So, at this point, Carl and Sandy were already having some issues. And Sandy was starting to contemplate how to get out of this because it was just, you know, murdering people, you know, person after person after person. And they already were on the rocks and Carl distrusted Sandy and wasn't quite sure where things were going to go. So at one point they pull off to the side car uh, and then Arvin sees that Carl has a gun and is potentially going to come back to the car and, and pull it on Arvin. Um, Arvin then shoots and kills Carl. When this happens, Sandy then draws her gun and they have this weird little standoff between her in the front seat and Arvin in the back. And he's trying to tell her, like, I don't want to shoot you. I don't want to shoot you. I just want to go. And they end up firing their guns at the same time. Arvin kills Sandy and, you know, falls out of the car, shocked to find out that even though her gun went off, she had not been, he had not been shot because Carl had switched Sandy's bullets with blinks. <laughs> so sad. Yeah. So, in the car's glove box, Arvin then finds this whole collection of pictures of Sandy holding Reverend Roy Lafferty's dead body and tons and tons of other images and rolls of film, um, which is so tragic. So, Sandy's brother happens to be, and this is where the story is, another side story kind of comes back and intertwines. Sandy's brother happens to be corrupt sheriff lee bo decker who then learns about sandy's murder and he's trying to protect himself because he's being reelected, and he doesn't want this news coming out that his sister is a serial killer so <laughs> he goes to carl and sandy's apartment and finds all of the fetish photos that memorialize years and years and years of all of these poor souls that carl and sandy have killed and they then or he then decides to burn everything to try to conceal all the evidence so arvin then goes back to mead in an attempt to visit his childhood home and lee then finds out that arvin is the one that murdered preston and likely is the one that also murdered his sister and her husband yep so he goes off searching they confront each other in the woods um, right at that weird location with Willard's cross that he had built. And they have a shootout, Lee with a shotgun and Arvin with that Luger. And Arvin ends up mortally wounding Lee. And before he dies, Arvin then gives Lee the picture of Sandy with Roy's dead body. And he says, like, I'm sorry to tell you this, but your sister was a murderer. (laughs) Not realizing that, you know, Lee already knew all this and was trying to cover up the evidence. Yeah. So when Lee dies, Arvin then puts the picture on his and and a couple of the rolls of film on his body so that people can find the evidence of Carl and Sandy being murderers. Ugh. so freaking crazy. Yeah. Um. So before before fleeing the scene, Arvin then 
ceremoniously buries the Luger with the remains of his poor dead dog that had been crucified. Mm. Almost like he's, you know, burying this sordid past and trying to move on and start a new life. So then he again, because he didn't learn the first time, hitchhikes again. (laughs) Um, But this time he's picked up by a hippie driving a VW van. Totally safe. Right? You can trust everybody driving a van. I mean, Charles Manson was also kind of a hippie. Right? Just saying. (laughs) Just saying. Yeah. So, as he's riding in the car, he tries really, really hard not to fall asleep, but he just kind of starts, you know, dozing in and out and daydreams and contemplates his future, um, potentially as, you know, maybe I'll be a husband someday and I'll have kids of my own and then maybe I'll be a soldier in the Vietnam War and the film ends in a very open-ended fashion where we're not sure what happens to Arvin. We just see him driving down the highway. But we hope he's happy. We hope you're happy, Arvin, wherever you are. In 1967. Go get that Luger. (laughs) Yeah. It was was a rough movie. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) just a lot. Mm -hmm. A lot going on in Mm -hmm. there. I mean, oof. I mean, (laughs) I have to say, I've... was a little depressed after watching it it was <laughs> just a little it, i mean it was just i was a lot sad. depressed after watching and i don't it. know if i would really say like it was a thriller i felt like it was more just drama i don't know if it's so much of a thriller you know i don't know and and were they saying it's like psychological i mean i okay well i get i get that because of like everything that was going on in the religion front I, I guess. Here's my take on it. Um, but I, I don't know. Some of the most horrific things to me are the things that get carried out in the name of religion. Mm-hmm. And this movie highlighted several of them. Um, because don't get me wrong. I know, I know so many people who are Christian, Muslim, Jewish, Buddhist, I mean, I, we, the two of us, we have a very diverse group of friends yes. and, and that's part of, part of what I love about that is that I'm exposed to so many different schools of thoughts, so many different customs, so many different, um, traditions and I really, food, <laughs> lest we forget the food, um, which, which I really love. And, you know, most of 99% of the Christian people that I know today um, are wonderful human beings. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm Christian. Exactly. I mean, you are, I, you are part I of the 99 as Christian. You are part of the 99%. <laughs> but there is nothing that is more horrifying than the, the sinister and awful things that are carried out in the name of a greater being. Yeah. It's things such as murdering your wife. <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. you know, taking, taking the life of someone else, um, raping somebody or sexually assaulting somebody. I mean, crucifying a dog. I mean, the most awful, horrible things that, and, and to me, that's what made it a, more of a horror film is mm-hmm. okay. the, the sinister and awful things that are carried out yeah. by evil people in the name of a greater being. Agreed. I really like how you put that. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! <laughs> this is 
so great. <laughs> well, I can share some little things about production. That's really cool. Yeah, man. <laughs> so uh, the film was announced in uh, September 2018 with uh, Tom Holland, Robert Pattinson, Chris Evans, and Mia Wazakowska. <laughs> I just like saying that. Um, in talks to star. And then uh, Antonio Campos was set to write and direct the film with Jake Gyllenhaal serving as producer. Mm -hmm. And then in January 2019, Bill Skarsgård and Eliza Scanlon joined the cast and Netflix was set to distribute the film. Sebastian Stan was cast to replace Evans after scheduling conflicts um, caused him to drop out and he personally recommended uh, Sebastian Stan for the role. Good That's job. That's so cute. I love Good that, job, Chris Evans. I love that Bucky Barnes and Captain America are, are buddies in real life, too. I know. It's really cool. And, I mean, and after doing so many movies together, you'd think they would kind of have to be. Well, and, and truthfully, I don't know. I don't know that I could have seen Chris Evans as a corrupt I sheriff. Mean, it definitely would have been really different for him. Well, and because you've seen Knives Out, right? You saw that yes. movie. So even though he was, I'm going to spoil it for you. But again, you had a year to see it. Uh, even though he was the <laughs> he was the murderer in Knives Out. Mm hmm. I, well, like the the indirect murderer yeah, in Knives right, Out. He's right. like the... Um, There's so many things going on in that. Yeah, that movie, that movie was a hot mess. It was good, but it was a hot mess. <laughs> yes. Um, even though he indirectly murdered his grandfather in the in the film, uh, I couldn't see him as a malicious character. He's Captain America. I know, he's America's ass. He is America's ass. And you remember uh, two years ago at the Oscars when Regina King won her Oscar and he helped her up onto the stage with her dress? He, like, There's helped, a few things I'd like him to help me out with. <laughs> Girl, same. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. But that was really sweet of him. I know, he's just such a... Maybe he wasn't ready for such a kind of scary role like that. He busy. But yeah, yeah it, it definitely wouldn't have been the same film. Yeah, definitely different. Mm -hmm. And um, something rare that Netflix never does. This was shot on a 35 millimeter film. Usually, really? usually Netflix usually doesn't green digital. light something yeah. like this. Yeah. So I thought that was really interesting. And I think it actually kind of added to the feel of the, the movie a little bit. I agree. So that was really Although cool. it was so well done, I thought it was digital. Well, I know there's all this technology now <laughs> so even though um it takes place in different parts of ohio um principal photography uh began february in 2019 in alabama with filming locations including uh blount county aniston deetsville pell city birmingham i just like saying it like that <laughs> and uh mont oh god my contacts montevallo Excuse me. <laughs> um, interesting fact, Robert Pattinson uh, didn't work with a dialect coach and crafted his high-pitched Southern drawl on his own. And he's British. Yeah. The actor hid his accent from everyone, including the director, until day one of filming. The other actors actually sent... Um, the director recordings of their voices that they were working up, but not Pattinson. <laughs> He's like, I'm doing my own thing. Um, he preferred to rehearse by himself and getting and getting self-conscious by, you know, being judged before actually standing in front of the camera. 
like mm. a true like a true actor right being self-conscious about what everybody thinks about you it's an actor thing <laughs> <laughs> um but campos uh called pattinson a mad genius who can do anything i mean i mean did you see the lighthouse i mean i did yes creepy yeah so creepy yeah but uh he actually uh, took a lot of, of his inspiration uh, for his character by watching videos of uh, televangelists and pop stars from the time period. Yep. I believe that. Yeah, I can see it. There's definitely like a little bit of Benny Hinn kind of. Oh, a lot. Yeah. I still laugh at those videos. It's so mean. Oh, when he <laughs> holds the hand out and the wave of people falls over. <laughs> oh man there's so many great memes of that anyway but i mean i grew up i I grew up in a very religious household Mm -hmm. and my mom and my brother still are very very faithful people and my mom doesn't doesn't go to church as often um but my brother still does um and my dad was super catholic so like religion was no stranger but i dated a pentecostal guy once and when i went to church with him like where the fuck am i what (laughs) is going on i remember there was one point where uh my mom went to this church and it really reminded me of like the benny hinn like Mm -hmm. that like that type of church (laughs) i told my mom like don't ever bring me back here ever like i don't know what to do i'm so scared i I, I don't know what to do right now (laughs) i'm like i'm so terrified (laughs) like get me out of here (laughs) and like but it's not only like the 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 ministers or the preachers for me they're weird i mean if that's your thing more power to you absolutely as long as nobody gets hurt (laughs) but it just i get a really strange vibe from just that area mm-hmm. <laughs> like I, I don't know but anyway so other fun facts <laughs> not to about religion but um actor harry melling actually really dumped a real orb we like a, a real orb weaver spiders on his head no i mean like did you see what a, a picture what this thing looks like i'm gonna show you the orb weavers yep now why are you googling spiders i don't want to see more spiders because i want you to see what this really looks like no, without it don't being you, on his head. don't you remember last year when we had them like everywhere <laughs> when it was like weirdly hot and and humid here remember that and they mm-hmm. were all over the place and yeah. i couldn't even go outside Th- my that's door? what it looks like yeah i know they're ugly little bastards <laughs> we should just post that picture up remember this was poured on his head but like it was a real thing like he really poured that on his face Mm. they would have had to pay me a whole lot no there's not there's not enough money (laughs) a whole lot no (laughs) um (laughs) i mean 10 million dollars 10 million dollars and i'd do it because i figured out that at my age maybe i'll go for a billion (laughs) maybe that's like a hard maybe (laughs) maybe like especially if they're deadly spiders like Ugh. if it just oh, bites me no. well orb weavers aren't deadly okay okay that's good well i mean every spider's deadly you I never mean, it, know it can bite you it can bite you yes but did you know i read somewhere that the daddy longlings is the most venomous spider in the world but because they can't penetrate human skin they're fine for us i don't care no i still don't care get the <laughs> hell out of my house why are you here get out i don't right? want you here you don't live here if you if you live out in my yard 
I will leave you be. Yeah. As soon as you cross that threshold. As soon as you cross that and you're crawling on me, you're dead. Yep. Bye-bye. Sorry. You had choices. It's any bug. I don't care if you're an ant. I mean, maybe not a ladybug. I wouldn't kill a ladybug. Oh, ladybugs are cute. Butterflies. Yeah, Yeah, and butterflies. But I actually don't mind bugs. I don't mind bugs, but I do mind things that swarm. Um, I mind bugs. Again, (laughs) I have a short, a short, a shirt that says indoorsy. That's very true. For a reason. (laughs) I mean, I don't like camping, but. But I I also work on a farm, so there's that. Right, miss? I don't like bugs. I really don't, though. (laughs) (laughs) Just because my boss didn't see me kill nothing doesn't mean anything. (laughs) <laughs> he didn't see me it didn't happen right <laughs> um so actually the author uh donald ray pollock he grew up in knock'em stiff ohio mm-hmm. i'd like to maybe like drive through this town because i'm sure it's like one of those places you blink and you're done that's what it sounds like to me <laughs> i mean it's possible um and then just another interesting fact uh crucifixion is like a big recurring theme throughout this movie um there is a picture of jesus on the cross hanging in the wall in arvin's room and then uh arvin willard and reverend teagarden all injure their hands pretty much kind of recalling the stigmata yep and while it wasn't common japanese soldiers really did crucify prisoners of war during world war ii so there's that oh yeah so sad it's really really sad (laughs) but just some fun facts that were interesting about this movie and uh so some of the ratings it got like very mixed reviews but uh the film was released in uh select theaters on september 11th oh (laughs) i just realized what that said (laughs) Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, and then digitally on Netflix on September 16th, 2020. Um, the film was the most watched on Netflix over its first two days and third overall in its first five days. I think I caught it within the first five days and I was like, what am I watching? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, ooh, this is rough. Um, so on Rotten Tomatoes, it holds a 65%. Uh, an average rating of 6.3 out of 10. Okay. Mm, not bad. The website's uh, critics consensus reads, uh, the devil all the time's descent, descent into darkness can be harrowing to the point of punishment, but it's off, but it's offset by strong work from a stellar cast. I uh, will say the cast did mm-hmm. carry this story. Yeah. Agreed. I definitely agree with that end part of the statement. For mm-hmm. sure. Definitely. <laughs> um, so, but Ryan... Uh, oh, God, my contacts Latanzio. Thank you. Latanzio of IndieWire gave the film a C-. How did this do better than Antebellum? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I was just going to say the same thing. <laughs> but they did say this is a... It, <laughs> the IndieWire said a colossal misfire. A sweaty mess from start to finish. Yeah. But they did praise Tom Holland and uh, Robert Pattinson's performance. Yeah. Again, going back to <laughs> the actors, you know, pretty much holding up this story in the, the film. Now I'm, I'm, now, you know what? Now I am curious about the book. 
<laughs> if the dog dies, I don't want to read it. I mean, it probably does. I don't think they would have just added that in there for flavor. <sighs> Maybe we shouldn't read the book. Never mind. Because <laughs> we don't like animals dying. It's not fun. Nope. Um, but, you know, Variety Magazine said, it's hard to imagine how a movie with this much sordid crime and violence could be this could be this uh, role. Sorry. And wrote, the devil all the time shows us a lot of bad behavior, but the movie isn't really interested in what makes the sinners tick. And without that uh, lurid curiosity, it's just a series of Sunday school lessons, a noir that wants to scrub away the darkness. Interesting. Hmm. I can see that. I don't know about the Sunday school comment, though. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I don't get that part. I mean, um, yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, I guess. Hmm. I mean, what did you think overall? So, I, fo- I felt like it was filmed beautifully. Me too. Um, the 35 millimeter explains, you, you know, ex- it kind of explains a little more to how the end result was produced. Um I the the cast was phenomenal it was really unsettling like because it's not uncomfortable like I was real uncomfortable and and it's not um it's like a traditional horror movie in the sense of you know jump scares and monsters and you know all that business it was violent but is the kind of violence that I don't like because it's so realistic and also they killed the dog and oh my god and hung it on the cross yeah that was terrible that was like that was real terrible um it 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 was really well done um it made my skin crawl and to me that's the mark of a good movie i just i don't know how it did better than antebellum um i i don't know either Uh, yeah because i liked antebellum better than this one i did too um I mean, in, you know, if, in like, my humble opinion, truthfully, if they wouldn't have killed the dog, I probably would have liked this a lot better. And, and I hate to belabor that point, but but even like excluding that out, I feel like the cast is what really held this film up because oh, I don't yeah. think I think if it didn't have really good actors in it, I don't think they would have been able to really carry the story at all. So kind of expanding on that thought, um, the plot itself is very erratic. Yeah. There is... There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on in very weird little silos. And while I appreciate that they tried to bring it all together in little... So the little paths crossed here and there. I mm-hmm. liked... Good example. I like the part about um, Sheriff Lee picking up Arvin when he's a little tiny baby. Well, not tiny baby, but he's, you know... A little boy. Eight, eight years old. Yeah. Um, and his parents are both dead. And then they meet at the very end of Lee's life and Arvin's the one that ends it. I thought that that was an interesting tie-in. Yeah. But the story... The plot itself is just so erratic and was written almost in such a mess that if there would not have been stronger actors in each of those roles, I don't feel like there would have been any cohesion within the storyline. Yeah, not at all. I totally agree with that. But yeah, I mean, it was was good in the sense that 
it it really hit me hard. Yeah. It made my skin crawl. I wrapped myself in a blanket. I was sitting there in a blanket, and then <laughs> I'm like, I'm smothering peanut and cuddles, and she's like, please get off of me. <laughs> she's like, can you ease up a little bit, she's mom? She's like, mom, I was not crucified today, so you can let me go. <laughs> Um, she was like, if you put me on a cross, I will probably set it aflame. <laughs> <laughs> She'd be like, joke's on you, bitch. I'm a chihuahua. I'm evil already. You yeah, can't right? me. <laughs> look, look. She's like, she's looking at me right now. <laughs> Are you talking about me, mom? She's like, don't go telling all my secrets. Um, and back to sleep we go. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, I, I, I liked it. I mean, but uh, also like I... I don't know. I felt like definitely more thriller. I wouldn't necessarily say horror. Yes, horror of, you know, just some of the kind of bad things that happen in religion. But I say more of like a thriller. I wasn't there. There wasn't any parts where I like I jumped or anything to where I can say it was a horror film. Oh, no, definitely not. Um, So I definitely say thriller. Uh, Definitely one. I mean, if... If you're okay with watching kind of sort of the evils of religion, I would say watch it. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I feel like there would be a lot of people uncomfortable with this movie. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. I don't know anybody that would. Well, I mean, I'm sure there are. But of of our circle of spooky fans, I don't know if there's anybody that would not be unsettled by this movie. Mm-hmm. And truthfully, um, on like a screams level... If it, if they would not have killed the dog, I'm sorry. I like, I, I, I need to shut up about that. I'm so sorry. If, no, but it's so funny. If they, if they would not have killed the dog, I would have given it probably like a three and a half. Uh, but because they killed the dog, I gave it a one. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. So note to <laughs> all the... <laughs> the Stop movie makers out there animals in your please, movies. please don't uh kill the animals in the movies or we will give you one scream not that it not i mean that my opinion i was gonna matters. say a three no i they, it gets a three and a half if they wouldn't have killed the dog but because they did it gets a one let's see for me like overall even just well i mean minus the dog see I, minus I, the dog i i still say uh, a, a three even with the dog dying Okay, with the with the dog dying because it's sad, I do agree with you on the one. And he's like little, little but like sad overall though, baby eight year old Arvin like hysterically crying, looking at his dog I and know. his on the cross, and his dad's like screaming at him to keep praying. I'm like, this is awful. Yeah, it like, was really bad. This is awful. <laughs> it was like, really bad. I mean, only reason why I'm saying three screams is because I feel like just kind of going off what you said without having such great actors in it and have them playing the roles so well. I don't know. I just I just feel like it wouldn't have been that good. Robert Pattinson was a standout for me. Yeah. Oh my god, that creepy high pitched southern accent. I mean, and I I, I love my boyfriend Bill Skarsgård and my side piece Sebastian Stan. <laughs> they were both great. Side piece. <laughs> Bucky Barnes is my side piece. Um I mean, I love both of them. However, Robert Pattinson stole this movie mm-hmm. he was so creepy he was Big such time. a sleazy like every and i caveat i understand that 
like most preachers in the world, aside from Joel Osteen, because I'm sorry if there's a hurricane or, or and ridiculous floods in your city and you feel like you need to close your church to stop your patrons from having a place to go because they're losing their homes, you're there's a special place in hell for you. However, <laughs> do you remember that when Hurricane Harvey hit Houston and then they closed the church so that people who were displaced couldn't go there? Like, yep. That's awful. And then with public outcry, then they're like, oh, no, we just had it temporarily closed. Like, uh-huh. Mm-hmm, what sure, else? But sure. I understand that most churches, like nine, most most congregations do so much good for so many people. Yeah. Um, And I understand that people need a place to go and be with other like-minded individuals and celebrate their faith and learn from each other. 100% cool with that. Robert Pattinson's character plays on every negative stereotype of preachers that you could possibly put together. Like the, just the here, do these illicit things with me because the Lord wants you to here, come and bring me all of this food so that I can just sit here and talk shit and, you know, do whatever I want. Um, like seriously, every, every negative stereotype ever, mm-hmm. he, he filled them yeah. all. Definitely, mm-hmm. definitely stand out. And I'm all, you know, like, I'm very interested to see what he does next. Because I feel like, of course, everybody is looking at him because of Twilight. And yeah, he was going a off of far that. cry from a glittery vampire in this one. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like just lately, he has been really thinking about the roles that he chooses. Minus Batman. I still don't see that one yet. <laughs> but... I am going to see the movie, but just because I'm just a fan of Batman in general, not like who really plays them, even though also Val Kilmer, terrible Batman. Agreed. <laughs> but anyway, um, but I just, I feel like he's been kind of paying attention to the roles that he's picking. And I like that. Yeah, he's doing good. It's really cool. Please don't mind yeah. Peanut shaking her head. Shake, shake, jingle, jingle. Yes, I got tags that jingle, jingle, jingle. jingle. Hi, Peanut. <laughs> Where's my cheeseburger? I was told Soon there would she's going to have a segment. <laughs> <laughs> she's going to have her own segment. I mean, her. she does talk quite a bit. Yeah, she does. Especially when there's cheeseburgers. Cheeseburger? Peanut. <gasps> Peanut, you want cheeseburger? <gasps> she's like, you know I do. You want cheeseburger? You know I do. <laughs> for our listeners our dog doesn't know what the word treat means or my dog doesn't know what the word treat means she knows what tacos means and she knows what cheeseburgers mean which Yay. is probably pretty terrible hi ava hi dog <laughs> hi dog well, everybody definitely go check it out it's on netflix you guys all have a your subscription so just watch it it's free <laughs> i don't know anybody who doesn't have a netflix or borrowing a netflix subscription or borrowing <laughs> yeah so you you don't have anything else to do watch it indeed it's really good mm-hmm. <laughs> brie is laughing because the dog is crawling on me <laughs> yeah it's really funny <laughs> so i was well, promised cheeseburgers well that's it for this one yeah we have some other there's a lot of great movies being released for the spooky season so we'll have some more great uh movie and tv reviews coming soon yeah man so excited but please check us out on our website uh www.thesquagools.com <laughs> you paused i did 
<laughs> I did. I did because I was like in my mind, I'm like, <laughs> like, did I say that right? Mm-hmm. I did. Okay. And also, <laughs> we love to hear from you. So please email us at thesquackles at gmail.com. Yeah, man. Rate and review wherever you listen to Buy us. Buy our merch. We've and got merch. Yes. Come on. Dog hoodies. Oh, yeah. Dog hoodies. We got shirts. Fanny packs. Tank tops. Totes. Do we have hats? We don't have hats. We don't have hats. We can have hats. But we can. Would you like to have hats? I can make us some hats. Let us know. Okay. I'll make us some hats. I mean, if somebody has interest, because we want to hear from you guys. We do. We, We love having conversation. Yeah, man. And creep it real. And we'll scare you later. Goodbye. Bye.